0: Next up, we got a rebroadcast of a discussion with Bruce Weinstein, and this was from NLF. What a highlight. We were celebrating 51 years for Bruce. He is so amazing. Enjoy this broadcast. As Bruce comes on in, just sharing what transpired here, as we were figuring out our agenda, we thought we would have some of our finest advisors. Come on in and share their history and share their journey. I called up Bruce and I said, Hey, would you be willing to present? And he said, Well, you know, and I said, Well, what if we just had a discussion? He said, I would do that. Now, there's one thing he didn't tell me. He didn't tell me that he was scheduled to have heart surgery a week later. So we chatted last week. I said, How you doing? He said, Pretty good. I said, What do you mean, pretty good? He said, Well, you know, I'm eight days off of uh, heart surgery. What? And he wanted to yeah. come. It's amazing. Yeah. It, it, it yeah, is thanks. absolutely yeah. amazing. Yeah. Hey, here, come on in. Come on in. Come on in. And I, I just wanted to open. Here, now have a seat. I'm going to okay. sit down. Um, I just wanted to open by acknowledging the massive effort and commitment that you delivered to be here. We, really, we really appreciate that. Me. Well, you so say you started in 1972. September 72. Yeah. And so it's been a 50 year ride. Could you, as you reflect back at your earliest days, could you ever possibly have imagined the road ahead? Listen, I can't even think about tomorrow. So I can't, it's really hard
1: to think back then, but the truth of the matter is that, you know, I was single. I wasn't, y'all would not hire me today. I'll tell you that right now, you know, You know, my first three years in the business was, I was single in Atlanta and it was the 70s. So, you know, business came second. And really, I think that I took a change. My aha moment was when I decided that this was no longer a job, this was a career. And once I decided that this was a career, it changed my whole attitude. You know, a career means you're in it for the long term. A job means you're in it to the next offer. And, uh, you know, I think way too many people come in looking at it as a job, and if they could change their attitude to look at it as a career, I personally think they would be more successful. It took me longer than it should have to uh, um, do that, but, you know, nonetheless, it's worked out.
0: How did that manifest itself? Once you decided this is not a job, it's a career, what types of actions came after that decision? That's a great question. Thanks for not telling me you were going to ask
1: it. Um, (laughs) um,
0: You know what? I
1: think just thinking back, one is that I hired an assistant. Yeah. I would say that was probably the biggest Thing that catapulted me to increase my production quickly. And, um, you know, I didn't have the money to hire an assistant, so what I did was I went to a local high school where they have people in these DE programs, and so they had people come to work for me that actually got a grade. And so, I got to grade people how they worked for me, and so they worked pretty hard. And, uh, uh, and I paid them too, so um, I don't care. Whether you have money or don't have money, if you want to be successful, you better have somebody that is an assistant. And I'm sure there's nobody in this room that doesn't have that now, but I would say that to the younger people for sure.
0: Another career catapult that I recall you referencing was relationships in the community. Can you talk about what those relationships were for you and any advice for others that want to get stronger in that area? Well, the first one was getting married to my wife. That's the biggest relationship.
1: And, you know, uh, it it was interesting, and I'll answer your question. By the way, Kyle was great, but he talks at 78 RPMs, and I talk at 33 and a third. So, you got to kind of readjust your ears (laughs) on that, you know. um, You know, uh, and we had kids right away, and, you know, we, we made a decision that, once we had a kid that, you know, I would earn the money and she would spend the money. And by the way, she's outperformed me each and every year since then. (laughs) You know, but so that responsibility has catapulted me. You know, I I have to work. I have to make money. I have to support my family. Uh, One of the things in and, and answering your question. By the way, if this goes bad, it's because he asked me the wrong questions, <laughs> not that I gave the wrong answers, you know. Um, so, one of the, so one of the things that catapulted me into being in the community is that it's something I really enjoyed. And I found that if, if you do things because you want to get business, you're not gonna be successful. But if you do things because you enjoy doing them, and that's kind of part of my DNA, I love being part of the community. You know, I coach my kids, Uh, that's how I got started and then people saw how dedicated I was and I was asked to be on boards and they found out I was good at raising money. And so, they asked me to be on foundation boards and raising money and I was good at raising money. And so, you know, I use my skills to enhance the goals of these community organizations and in return, I moved up the ladder with them, and what I found out is that when you're active in the community, people look at you in a different way. You're no longer a salesperson. You know, you're, you are a really an advisor. You're a confidant. You know, I had people asking me out for lunch so they could talk to me about their, about their insurance. And understand, I've only got one investment client, and it's my biggest client, which is me. I have no other investment clients but me i you know, and that's a pretty big one at this point in time, except for the last two years that's screwed up that but you know but 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 uh uh um it, it was basically all insurance, and so uh that's kinda how it you know how I got involved in uh like at six this morning here, but it was nine in Atlanta, I was on a two hour call because. I'm on a personnel committee for an organization, and we were doing an executive search. And I interviewed three people in that in that in that two hours to be you know to with a couple of other people to um, take over the executive director position. I mean, you were my second person on the list today. And <laughs> normally, you would be my first. I'm sorry, but they were, you were my second. So, so yes, I think being active in the community. I started coaching my with coaching my kids, and by the way, if you give me a real quick story, it has to do with equitable. Is that um, do they still have mini mags or advisory? Mini thing?
0: mags. Yeah, we consult yeah. with advisors
1: to get advice. Yeah, I on. was an advisor consultant with disability income. I was, uh, I was, a, I was like in the top three in the country in disability back then, and. So they picked somebody from every area of the country and I was from the south. And my son, who ended up playing, he was a really good baseball player. He was on an all-star team playing for the state championship. Uh, And you were in a group and if you you won, you moved on to the next day. If you lost, you didn't. So they won the day before the meeting in, in New York and he was gonna pitch the next day, but I had to go to New York. And I went to the meeting that lasted from like about nine to three, and they said, we're gonna break, and then there'll be a cocktail party um, and at dinner. And I said, screw it. Excuse my language, I'm sorry. Uh, I just, I got in a cab. I went to the airport. I flew standby to Atlanta. I took a car. I got to the, I got to the baseball fields right when the game started. I was in a coat and tie. People go, what are you doing here? I said, Well, I was on my way to dinner in New York and this was kinda on the way. And, uh, yeah. and and I watched him and unfortunately we lost and I got right back to the airport and took a midnight flight back to Atlanta, was at an eight o'clock meeting in New York the next morning and nobody even knew I was gone. You know, yeah. but it was you know, that's I, I think that's so important.
0: You have an uncommon level of commitment reflecting back on our discussion last week. So we were speaking Monday of last week in preparation for this discussion. And I opened the call by asking how you doing? He said, pretty good. And I said, pretty good. He said, well, yeah, I mean, had heart surgery last week, which of course I did not know. And I said, what are you doing in the office? And his answer was, I wanted to be productive. Can, and you seem to have this uncommon drive to get things done. Can you share your philosophy there?
1: Yeah, you know, are uh, we
0: going to talk about it? Yeah, I, I can.
1: You know, it's, I'm 77 years old. I don't know how much time I got left. And, and you know, I, 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 I want to go out kicking. And so, and so, basically, you know, I wake up every morning, I, I say, I'm looking forward to the day. I'm not, I don't stress out about anything. I said, and you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make life better for me, for my family, or for somebody I know. And, you know, I want to be productive. And in order to do that, like, I make a list. I, I've done this since my first year in the business. Well, my third year in the business, I don't want to lie. You know, I make a list every day of what I want to accomplish. And I do a pretty good job of doing that. So, you know, my, my goal is to be productive by, it doesn't have to be just in the business, it can be, in community organizations. It could be helping people, it can be coaching, it can be doing stuff to make me a better person. But you know, I feel if I don't do that to my maximum every day, I've wasted a day and I ain't got a lot of days left. Well, you're so getting, I don't wanna waste days.
0: I love that statement. You're getting meaning by doing something productive, trying to help your family mm-hmm. and to help others. I know that you've done some very sophisticated risk management and insurance planning for clients. I wonder if a case stands out in particular that was really advanced or something that you're really proud of? Well, my largest case, you know, actually when
1: people ask me my largest case, my answer should be, I hope I haven't written it yet. But I I think I have, you know. So, my largest case was from a guy I started out with maybe 20 years ago, bought a term policy from me. And uh, uh, he was an inventor and sold an invention and made a lot of money. And we chatted a little bit and uh, so anyway, I sold him a $30 million permanent policy and he gave me a $9 million one-time premium for it. And uh, you know, I kind of sat there and said, you know, I always thought in this business that the sky was the limit, but in that case, the sky was just the first stop. You know, uh, I mean, I went beyond the sky on that case, and so now, I mean, I don't even solicit business, but, you know, I'm talking to a relative of his about a $10 million case and a two million one-time premium. So, that may happen, it may not happen. You know, I don't need the money, but it's a fun sale, you know. No doubt. It goes through, you know. Uh, and it's great to be in a position where I really don't need, I don't, you know, I, I don't need the work. and you know, I, 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 I don't need the money, but if I'm going to do something, I want to get paid
0: for doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's fair well 77 years old Unless it's a nonprofit. yeah yeah 77 years old 51 years with equitable Yeah. two, well, thirds, two well, thirds don't like me
1: too old it's 50 and a half years fair
0: enough uh. fair enough why, why? How, what series of decisions led you to decide to stay and, and, and what, what's your philosophy about it? That, that,
1: that, you know, that, that's pretty easy for me. Let me see. And I've, I've got to think for, you know, from here to here it takes a little while. So, uh, and from here to here it takes a little while too. Um, you know, probably like most of you in this room, I've had a lot of offers to go to other companies. You know, people think the grass is greener on the other side. It's not. You know, if you're going to do good one place, you're going to do good the other. And, you know, I hear people say, Ecuador doesn't do this right, Ecuador didn't do that right, but let me tell you something. There's one day in each of our lives that they did something great, and that's the day they offered you your agent's contract. You know, and that's the day that changed my life. And um, so, you know, I've, I've met the greatest people, clients, associates, you know, I've been. To, I'm from Bessemer, Alabama. I've been to places I couldn't even spell when I was growing up. You know, uh, you know, I've made a great living for my family. All three of my kids are attorneys. My daughter married an attorney. I don't know where I went wrong. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, they they have no dad, I'm able to help them out. And so, you know, the, the things that uh, you know, the things that motivate me are that. I think Equitable did me a big favor, uh, hiring me. Uh, I'm committed to my success, I'm committed to their success, and if that's the answer you want, I don't know, but it's my answer, uh, and I don't know if I even answered your question, but you know, I really feel very strongly that if you're loyal, if you're loyal that you should expect loyalty back, and I think I've gotten that loyalty back from, from, from the organization. And by the way, I'll tell you the other thing, and I was listening to Kyle. I see how hard he works, and probably everybody in this room to be here. What you gotta understand, when you get to my stage of the game, all that work you've done up to now really pays off. I think the real key to being successful is to be able to not work and have as much money as you did when you did work. And Equitable has allowed me to do that. You know, I'm. Uh, I've got my um, uh, non. I, I, I've got my um, non. Uh, i got my pension plan yep. where I didn't put it. What do what do y'all call it now? I. I. I, I, I anyway, I get a lot of money from the pension plan. I get a yep. lot of money from Mark. I get a lot of money from renewals. And by the way, if renewals counted like trails did, I'd probably have. I figured out I have about 12 to 13 million in. In lifetime PCs, incredible. You know, uh, so uh, so the truth of the matter is that, you know, I, I, I'm I'm kind of driven by being productive, uh, helping my clients. You know, again, I'm not a salesperson anymore. I really feel like a confidant and advisor. I've got people calling me up about everything you can imagine that happens in their family, and. Uh, and I'm there for him. I'm there 24-7, you know. Uh, I wish my kids called me as much, you know. Uh, <laughs> all
0: right, just like with Kyle, right. we'll do, but this time it'll be a modified rapid fire. Yeah. The first question is one piece of advice for all of our successful advisors, and the second one is, is reflect back on 50 and a half years what you're most proud of. What would be one piece of advice? Have fun. Don't get stressed.
1: Hire somebody if you get stressed for you. That's what I did. <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you, you know, I, I don't have a CHFC. And people said, you need one. I said, yeah, I'm going to go hire one. And I did. <laughs> you know, so, you know, so, you know, I, I, I think if you want longevity in this, in this career, not this job, if you want levity in the job, enjoy what you did. Look forward to waking up and getting out of bed every morning. You know, I think that that—I mean—I love what I do. I mean, why am I doing it at 77? It's not that I don't have anything else to do. It's not that I think I'm boring or anything. I just enjoy doing it. I have a, I have a good time, and when I want to go away, I go away. But
0: you know, your, your impact's absolutely immeasurable. That, so that's wonderful advice. What there was another. What's part yeah? Of that so here's course. our closeout. As you reflect back, I'm, I'm not ready. And a half I'm yet. not ready to close yet. We so got. Going. got <laughs> he did warn me of this. <laughs> what are you most proud of? If y'all
1: want me to go, I'll go. But if y'all want me to stay, <laughs> I'll stay. I mean, there's only somebody else behind me that's talking about something I don't care about anyway, so it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> what are you most proud of, Bruce? I'm
1: sorry, I didn't mean to say no. that. I hope compliance is in the room. That's what I really want to say.
0: <laughs> Fifteen and a half years, a measurable impact on clients, on advisors. What are you most proud of? You know what?
1: Again, a hard question. And Understand, I didn't know any of these questions before we came in here. Um, I'm not only dealing with my clients, I'm dealing with their kids. I'm dealing with their grandkids. I mean, I don't think, I think my measure of success to me is that everybody in their family trusts me. Everybody in their family does business with me. Uh, you know, I, I don't have to search for business. Uh, I, I'm really proud that I've got three generations of family members that deal with me, and that shows that I did something right. I mean, that, that's a real satisfaction to me. and. Uh, you know, I, 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 just, uh, I just think that this is a relationship business, and if you're only talking to your clients, and this is my advice, thank you. I'll get to your question when it deserves to be gotten to, but it's now, <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, uh, y- y- you know is, is to build relationships. Um, I just don't think you can do that by only having, having Zoom meetings. I don't think you can do that only by talking to people on the phone. You may be more efficient, it may be great for you you- you may think it's good for your client, but if you want a long term relationship, then you best get to know your client in person and and I would just say i i I think that that's missing from today's times. Now, I say that because I'm a computer illiterate and can't do any of those things, you know but I, I think that that serves me well. I, I think if you're successful and you're happy with what you do, it's great. But there's no reason not to add on to what you do. I, I, uh, it's, um, um, and, and the other thing too is that I never quit, I never stop learning. I never think that I know more than somebody else does. I know more than accountants and attorneys that talk to my clients, naturally. You know, but, but you know, I always think I can learn from somebody. And so, you know, never shut off your ears. You know, you may be a million-dollar-a-year person. It doesn't mean you can't learn from somebody else. You know, I, I, here at this conference, I've loved to listen to the, to the speeches. I've always picked up ideas on there. You know, in the old days, I actually used to implement them. Today, you know, I just, I just enjoy seeing how smart people are and how productive they are because this is a great group and you know congratulations. You guys have reached heights that people in my age group when we were starting couldn't even imagine. So, you know, I I admire and uh, congratulate you guys for being here. It's just it's great to see our business grow like this and it's great that you can make money either doing life insurance, doing brokerage, doing a combination you know, uh, anything I, uh, we've really progressed to a great point,
0: Jim. And thanks to you and David. Thank Bruce, you. you're an inspiration. Yeah. You've done it right. and You're still doing it right. How about a round of applause Thank you. for Bruce? Thank you. Now was that hilarious? I absolutely loved it. As did everybody in the audience. Fun fact. Bruce had heart surgery just two weeks before this broadcast and never mentioned it. He was so fired up to be there and I got so many compliments from everybody. I hope you enjoyed it and remember his advice. Just have fun.